Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. When I was a small child, I had the identity of shy. My parents told everyone in my circle and strangers too that I was a shy kid. I believed this because I was a child and my mom's word was gospel to my little ears. In high school, I began to be described as bubbly and by my early 20s, I was more clown than shy. I remember being 21 and working in this huge company where my job was to find files of all shapes and sizes for the staff. I easily remembered the file numbers and names and had this uncanny ability to find them within seconds and deliver them. My doing this job so efficiently left a lots of time for chatting and I talked to everyone there, bosses, coworkers, everybody. I remember coming to work on the first day of this temp worker's subposition for this woman on maternity leave. And the temp worker kept looking at me and at my nameplate on my desk. Finally, she asked me if I'd ever lived on McKay Avenue. And I had, I said, when I was in preschool. And she asked me if I had a brother with the same birthday. And I do. Others in the room in this big, modern, open-air office began to listen in on this conversation. And the woman said that she's pretty sure she used to babysit my brother and I when she was a teenager. And she remembered our dog. And it was a wildly funny and interesting coincidence until she said, in front of the office, who were all leaning in, part of this reunion, Oh, you were so shy. You were always hiding behind your brother. And you never said a word. Everyone burst out laughing and said that actually it was no longer possible that it was me she babysat for. It must have been some other girl named Gina on that street with a brother who shares the same birthday. This is such a funny story, but it speaks volumes about how our identity changes and morphs in our lifetime and how identity is often limiting, how we pick an identity to fit in or to make it easy for others. Good girl, bad girl, sexy, shy, introverted, outgoing, serious, silly, nerd, party girl, wife, mother, lover, loner, masculine, feminine, socialite. In our effort to feel stability or to feel known, we often choose just one of these identities. My invitation to you in this episode is to look at your beliefs around your identity to journey into how you define yourself. 
If you currently have beliefs about yourself that no longer apply to you, how can you fully love and be loved? How can you call in the kind of love that we would call authentic or conscious? Is your identity an old one? Is it time to boldly release an old version of yourself that's just no longer serving you? This is how we date authentically. It's how we live authentically. I believed I was shy, not only because my mother told me I was, but because she was. I identified with her. I modeled her behavior. Her behavior left an imprint on me that I didn't really look at until later in life. I misidentified as shy, and it stuck with me even later when I started acting more outgoing. I felt that that extra version was somehow fake or was it me covering up anxiety by being hyper funny? It didn't sit right. I didn't know how to piece all of this out. We create false identities when some behaviors are just completely unacceptable to others. For example, if you're super lovey-dovey at heart, but your family, like your family of origin is maybe very driven and they all saw this loving part of you as a weakness, you likely hardened your heart just to exist in your family. You lost part of yourself that was so heart-led and you created this false self called I am driven. I am a cold, calculating person. And then you start to judge yourself for being cold and driven, and it all takes up so much energy. No wonder we feel exhausted so much of the time. False selves often show up as defense mechanisms. So to undo a false identity, you'll need to find and reclaim that disowned self. And here's what makes a lot of difference and what's not really widely advised in our, like, fight, slay, kill society. Accept the false identity. It seems counterintuitive to accept the cold identity, but you'll need to reach out to it with love and compassion. Really feel that its job to help you cope was needed and give it the gratitude that it deserves. Once you've done this, and it can take some coaching or therapy and lots of time, but once you have done this, you'll start to sense and see the vulnerable heart you have underneath. And it feels like, ah, this is me. It'll feel uncomfortable to show up with others with this soft heart, especially if you've been armored up for a while. But give yourself lots of time keep moving forward toward the warm self that feels like your true nature. I find that breath work with clients offers a lot of support around getting comfortable reclaiming their true selves. It takes practice and energy, but listen, the alternative is to go to your grave never knowing the feeling of living as yourself. That takes even more energy. You'll also feel lost and angry and possibly get sick when you live without knowing your true self. And when you know and live as your true self, your energy absolutely soars and you have this ease in making decisions, in really trusting yourself and your intuition. My best advice in your identity journey is to choose and and not or. In love, do you assign yourself an identity? I am the caretaker. I am hard to love. I am a giver, a taker. I'm avoidant. I'm anxious. I'm good at loving. I'm sapiosexual. I'm asexual. I'm hypersexual. I am, I am, I am, I am. 
But are you any of these things? And are you just one? Let me run something by you. Do any of these seem incongruent to you? Lover, mother, giver, taker, kind, wild, rebel, community-driven, boss, student. Embracing yourself fully with multiple beliefs around yourself, with multiple identities, is what it means to live outside the box. Not that many people are really good at embracing their full selves. Ask yourself some of the following to get super clear on what sort of identity stories you might have. What identities did you adopt basically by copying your parents? What identity have you created to compensate for the lost parts of yourself? These are the parts I talked about earlier that got shut down because you felt you would lose love if you showed them. Like if you got shamed for acting weird, you may have created a false persona of being incredibly straight edge or normal. Did you create a super independent persona, a perfectionist identity, a humor, a peacemaker? Can any of these identities be retired to play roles that don't block love or abundance in your life? Take the time to look at how do you define your gender? How do you define your sexuality? How do you define your race? How do these matter in the way you move in the world? How do they matter in the way you date? in the way you connect to love? Are you choosing partners based on your false identity or based on not even knowing your beliefs about yourself? And then you wonder why it doesn't work out. They're confused, you're confused. It's a big jumble of unknowing. Ask yourself, when do you feel most like yourself? I think we can all sort of relate to this statement, right? Like, I feel the most like myself when... What would you be doing right now if nothing else mattered except your enjoyment? How would you act if you showed up like you really wanted to? And then put yourself in that experience right now in your mind's eye. Maybe not if you're driving. Are you at a concert? Are you in the ocean? Are you driving? Are you making love? Are you reading? Are you singing? Are you on stage? Are you alone? What emotions are super powerful in this experience? These are your exalted emotions. When you find them and you commit to them, it's easier to step into your identities fully. So find these exalted emotions and commit to them today. Well, every day, but start today. Work these high vibe emotions out like a muscle. It's so easy to step into the identity that works for you in any particular moment when you're in these exalted emotions. It's the key to allowing the richness of you to express yourself as the multidimensional person that you are. I still get shy. I don't make it mean anything is wrong with me. I still like my brother to speak for me at times. It feels good to trust a man to know me like my big brother does, even in my feminist persona. But even my brother has had to get reacquainted with me many times over in our lifetime, and I him. Observe your identity. Get curious about your identity. Get playful with different identities. Make time to do this. I'm guessing that you're going to learn something and that you will not regret the time spent. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love, 
empower, and magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.